1: For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Borough purchase at borough.com slash acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at borough.com slash acast.
2: LMFM Sunday Sport. Your sport, your station. So Colin, uh, a one all draw on Friday night against Larry City. So 1-1 there, but the 1-1 in the Bachelor of Accounting and Finance was uh, what I wanted to talk to you about. First of all, you posted on Twitter during the week about how you dropped out of school at 16 you went back to third level at the age of 21. So you must be massively proud of that achievement.
3: Yeah, I am, David. Um, massively proud of myself and, and I know my family are as well. Um, yeah, obviously, like you said, I, I left school at 16 to kind of go, cr- go across the water and chase a dream of, of professional football. And uh, I think one thing I always said to my parents was that if that didn't work out when I was still relatively young, um, I would come back and, and do my third level of K, uh, education. That was a promise to them. So, um, yeah, I found myself at 2021 20, back home, not knowing what to do. And I was very lucky that there was the FEI um, football education courses that are, are run throughout Dublin. And when I'd done that for a year, that allowed me to go into into university. And um, yeah, I then decided to, to stick with four years and, and it can be very hard to kind of try and play at the highest level in Ireland and um, given the amount of full-time teams and do full-time education as well. But I was lucky that, you know, I managed to do it with, with Bowe's initially and then Shell's and obviously now Drogheda. So um, it's been a long five years that, that, to get the four-year degree. Um, but like you said, I'm now delighted that I have it and, and to come out with a 1-1 at the top. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm very proud of myself.
2: It's almost written in the stars that the game on, on Friday was going to end 1-1, then off the back of that. But when you think about your time over in the UK and, you know, you went over there very young, you were over at Celtic for a while, obviously. One of the things we see a lot, and I think, you know, the PFAI have done great work in recent years and, and even just keeping track of guys when they do come home, because it seemed like fellas were slipping off the radar. When you came back from from England or from the UK, was that a difficult time for you just psychologically? Because... Failure is a strong word, but there's a sense, there's almost a sense with guys that when they come back, oh, I haven't made it and I have to come back to Ireland now and try and try and get going again. Was that a difficult time for you?
3: Yeah, I, I have to admit it was. Um, I think I think now there's more people in place that can help younger players coming back home. Um initially when I came home, there was no one that I could bring. You know, I actually did kind of do a bit of research going Is there someone I can bring in the FEI to kind of go, Well, we can help you with your next role and there was no one there. Um, so I kind of thought to myself that that's a gap in the market that, that definitely need, needed to be looked at and then obviously like I said the more research I'd done I, I did realise that the FEI had the false courses and stuff but still not very highly promoted if I'm honest with you and, and nice. I can't really recommend them highly enough and I know Warren O'Hara I know, I know Killian Phillips has kind of spent time in there as well so you do see it, it. it is a good gap for young players to give themselves a year of full-time football and do the education and, and it can really make the difference um, but it was like I said um, a lot of people reached out to me um, through the GA first of all in particular to kind of go and I can give you a role if you want to come back here and do that yeah. um, and I was lucky enough that the sports scientist I had worked with at Celtic um, Remy Tang had some connections with Bose <laughs> and he had worked with Trevor Crawley before and and then that's how I got in with Bose to stay fit over the, the off season and then Ultimately, that's how I ended up signing for Bose. So, you know, was a few contacts of my own, Tom Mohan and, um, like I say, Remy, who, who recently just finished up with Bose as a first-team uh, sports scientist. But again, I think there could be done more done on that side of things, if I'm honest with you. But I, I do think that the PFEI and FEI have, have definitely closed that gap in the last number of years.
2: Yeah, because, you know, when you go over there at, at 16 or wherever it was, i um... Probably your only thought in the world is to make it as a professional footballer in Scotland or England or whatever it might be. So I can imagine it's and it sounds like you were very proactive. And, and when you came back, you, you kind of tried to help yourself as much as you could. But I can imagine it's a it's a big, you know, blow to, to kind of have to deal with. And I'm sure looking back at it now, you're a little bit older and a bit more mature and you've you've got things in perspective. You've got your qualification now. But at that time, coming back at, at 2021, 20, whatever it is, it must be it must be difficult to try and keep a bit of perspective and, and look at the bigger picture.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I came home and I really was at a crossroads. And, and and like you mentioned earlier, you can have that sense of failure because when you come home from holidays and even I, I recently saw Cleon Phillips at a, at a concert and, and, and I kind of wanted to get away from just to ask them how's the football because I was asked that numerous times when I came home and, yeah. and off-season breaks. And it can be all you ever think about. And then when you come home and, and it's, you know, I've seen someone saying it wasn't, it's not a bad thing to get released it's not a release you run down your contract it's the nature of the business um, but at a young age it can be very hard because if you throw everything in it and it's been a dream from 13, 14 you get that contract at 16 yeah. um, you get that second contract at 18 all of a sudden you think well things are going right but when you do get that little bit of a bump in the road at 20 uh, 21 or whatever age it may be you know you sometimes you do look yourself in the mirror and go well what now and I, I really do believe that I was kind of at that road and, and, I'm, and I'm lucky I had you know, good family support, good friends um, as well, that kind of said, look, there's no problem with taking time out if you want to take time out. And I kind of decided that now I was going to try and balance balance the two and give myself now a better platform at, at 25 to say, well, now I can work, you know, now I'm sore for life. I have this degree, yeah. but I can also, I can now, especially for the next 17 games, I can I can give it what I have and try and, and focus on my football withdraw till the end of the season.
2: How did you find getting back into the the education side of things and getting the head down? Because, I mean, I guess we're all probably guilty when we've been away from the books for, for a few years. It's it's hard to kind of, even just in terms of concentration, sitting down for, for a couple of hours at a time and studying and concentrating on stuff like that. Did you find it a big adjustment to get back into full-time education?
3: Yeah, absolutely. It was tough. Um, I, and I do think maybe the fact I'd gone away and, and probably slightly matured a little bit Um and I I had made that decision that ultimately I did want to go back you know no one had really forced me I'd spoken to a few people about it Um, I'd spoken to a few maybe lecturers and coaches at at, at TU Dublin Blanchardstown and I I ultimately made the decision I said right this is going to be a long four years but ultimately you're only benefiting yourself you know it'd be no different if you signed a four year contract with a professional club you're you're benefiting yourself so Mm. that's kind of how I saw it Um, you know you take it one year at a time but I think when I got into that environment and I enjoyed it, I kind of said, "Look, you can make this as enjoyable as you want." And obviously, playing football with the college as well was, which made it enjoyable as well. So, um, but look, I'm delighted to have it done, and especially through COVID and and full time football withdrawal and stuff like it it can be tough to manage it all. But um, no, I'm absolutely delighted to have it done.
2: And just in terms of uh, on the pitch then, obviously you were in in the, the man in possession of the jersey at the beginning of the season. Then Sam Long comes in on loan and does really well. And now he's obviously gone back and you played against Derry on Friday night. I uh, did really well. It was uh, There were a few fairly hairy moments in the first half. There was one in particular, I'm not quite sure how you guys, uh, between yourself and the defenders, got the ball off the line. Practically, it looked like at one point, but it was fairly frantic stuff. It was a fairly uh, interesting game to make your, your reappearance in goals.
3: Yeah, like, you know, Sam done well, um, especially I would say that the last three games, he really put in stellar performances and I knew myself like, look, I know that's in me as well and, and there's no doubt about it. But coming back <clears throat> to the Brandywell, um, you know, with their fans sold out and the start they had, I was like, wow, this is a baptism of fire to get back into it. Um, But, you know, <clears throat> we had a young team out there last night and I thought we'd done well in the first 5-10, obviously they scored but the reaction was really positive and, um, and it really could have been to her train now, especially that kind of goal line scramble that you mentioned as well. So to get it a half time, there wasn't, we weren't talking about negatives, you know, yes. Okay. We were slightly disappointed with the, with the start and, and conceding the goal, but we remained very calm, very positive. Um, and I think that showed in the second half performance, a bit like the second half performance against Bose um, and the performance against Sean Rovers. that there is confidence in the group and, um, and we know what we can achieve, maybe something we can look at, maybe starting games a little bit better. But away from home, you know, the initiative is always on the on the on the home team and, and Derry definitely done that last night. Mm. But to get a point on the road, as you said, to keep the unbeaten one going, um, it's all positive and hopefully we can bring it into to Sligo next week as well at home.
1: And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. com slash ACAST.
2: For you personally, I mean, as we said there, you were kind of sitting on the bench for a lot of the season with Sam in charge, but... I always know. I often notice when I'm when I'm at Manchester United, like you always, you're always, you know, it seem to be a very positive guy. I never see him moping around the place. You're always in, interacting with the supporters, or signing autographs, or whatever it might be. It doesn't strike me that you know you were one of these lads that was kicking his heels and moping around the place that you weren't. You weren't getting a start. You seem to be a, a fairly positive person, and you just kind of take what comes.
3: Yeah, I think that's probably a fair assumption, you know. But every player wants to play, David, and I'm sure you can imagine that too. Yeah. Um, but I think I said, you know, I think if I'm honest with myself, when uh, I finished up with Shelburne and we got released, something kind of changed in my mentality and I, I kind of said to myself, I, I, I don't want to be a player that just focuses solely on themselves because ultimately it's a team sport. Mm. And I kind of said that <clears throat> when it came to the last year initially that I wanted to make the goalkeeping department as strong as possible. Yes, I want to play, but if I'm pushing someone else to get better and ultimately they're the best choice for the team, that's it, that's simple and that was David last year. Um, and obviously Sam came in took his chance and, and grew week by week so that's fair enough ultimately you know I've spoken to the manager and said look you know I want to play and, and then now I had the opportunity to play last night I feel very confident I felt uh, you know pleased with how the game went last night but ultimately it's at this point it's it's forgotten about I'll obviously analyse it especially the first half maybe a couple of things I could have done better mm. but um, you know I'm still only 25. Some people often think I'm 30 or 32, but sometimes the way I talk or the way I act, but I still believe that this is a good point in my career now that I can really kick on and hopefully, like I mentioned, get there, all the games to the end of the season and and really just see how that takes me and, and hopefully progress a little bit more as well.
2: You talked there about Sam growing into the jersey when he was there. A couple of things struck me last night. Um Evan Weir and Andrew Quinn, who both obviously played fullback primarily earlier in the season, and then Evan had to go into to centre back I think it was in was it the Harps of the Rovers game when, when Dane Massey went off injured mm-hmm. and went in from left back to centre back and I saw him last night I was saying it to Kevin after the game he's bossing lads around he's telling us where to go those two guys Andrew and Evan really seem to have, have grown in stature themselves Evan in particular maybe given that he was playing kind of left back and he was in and out of the team but centre back again last night and did really well
3: Yeah absolutely and I totally totally agree with that comment and um, you know I think Andy played centre back for Bray last season I didn't really see too much of him but I think he played there so again he has that little bit of understanding of, of the role of a centre-back but they're two young boys again not a problem to them going away to Derry I think Evan in particular maybe has that little bit more of leadership qualities in him whether he knows it or not I, I believe he has that in him Um and it's good to have the, the balance of a left-footer and a right-footer centre-back as well so you know it's another positive to the defence um, obviously with Sean going and and that allows Dane to stay left-back as well um, and I think I think they'll definitely grow in confidence. Uh, I thought they were excellent. I thought they dealt with the threat in behind really well last night, the physical threat. Um and, and the two young boys in front of them as well, James and Nudger. I thought James put in an excellent block, you know, around about 70 minutes, 75 minutes last night. So, you know, key things like that. I think the young boys are growing in particular every week and, and even whether they realize it now or not, I'd say they're different players than they were at the start of the season and they now understand the league, they now understand the important moments in games. Um, and it can only do them huge benefit going into the the last run of games until the end of the season.
2: Yeah, and the other thing as well. I mean, obviously there was a huge amount of people that draw in the off season. There, you know, you lost David the You lost Jimmy Brown, Connor Kane, uh, Joe Redmond, Daniel O'Reilly. The whole the whole defense, basically, with the exception of Dane Massey he's the last man standing. But. A lot of new players have come in, but the, the team spirit that's there, like it's, it was obvious last night, like you were missing the two guys who went back to Lincoln. As we know, you were also missing Gary Deegan and Luke Keeney. So you look at the bench, you were a couple of the 19s, I think, on the bench last night. So you were really down to the bare bones. But the, the battling qualities and the team spirit that Drogheda has shown in all of their games this season has been, has been you know really something that's, that's great credit to the management. Is that something you've seen? Because you've been around a lot of dress rooms, and I'm sure you've seen good and bad, but it looks to be a really strong group.
3: Yeah, no, again, I completely agree. I think I think the manager and Dara and Sean and Graham, the recruitment side of things, they they done excellent. I think there's a good blend of young energy with experienced heads and and a calm voice at times. So but even pulling on that last night, we were probably scraping the barrel in terms of numbers a little bit. Like you mentioned with some of the boys gone and through injury and suspension and stuff. But again, that gives opportunities for others to step up and that's what football is all about. And um, you know, now again then, like you said will the two boys come in next week that's a problem for the manager but it's a good problem um, and I also think as I mentioned last night we have this underdog mentality not maybe mentality but you know we wouldn't have been a view to go up and get a draw last night simple as people would have said Derry coming back after the break they need to win and they're going to win yeah. um, but we can feed off that Do you know we have no problem in going that's no problem let the pressure be on the home team Um And we know what we're role of, what we're capable of. We know our roles. And and I thought, like we said, more in particular, the second half, that we executed it better. And we could have done the first half a little bit better
2: as well. There was one moment in particular, I think maybe around the 70-minute mark, James Akantunde. There was a shout for a penalty. I think it broke down to James Akinthunday. I think everybody was looking at the player on the ground. And the next thing, James Akinthunday spun on it. It got a deflection, I think, off one of the defenders. And I think you were gone to your right and the ball just just seemed to go inches past the left-hand post. Was your heart in your mouth at that stage?
3: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I think the contact on McGonagall, I think, maybe later on, I think, is the one you're referring mm, to. Um, mm. On that shot, yeah, no, I didn't know where it was. I, again, I don't know who it came off, but, um, you know, as again, as I mentioned last night, we needed that little bit of luck. Do you know, I think there's been breaks this season that have gone against us um, in terms of maybe decisions here and there, but, that was a little bit of luck that maybe we needed to get that draw to get that point to keep on beating the run going and to give boys more confidence into next week but um, yeah no again I I knew where I was but I just didn't know where the ball was going simple as couldn't control it so I was praying that it was just going to go wide the post
2: yeah just about did and then a few minutes later of course Ryan Brennan um, gets a bit of a nudge in the back down he goes and Dean Williams slots it away as he as he tends to do from the penalty spot. Um, you must have been absolutely thrilled. And then you had maybe 13 minutes or so to hold on. But you, you kind of did so comfortably enough. I know Jamie McGonigal had that header at the back post near the end. But I think, again, he was under pressure from Andrew Quinn, I think it was. So you kind of saw it out reasonably comfortably for a finish.
3: Yeah. Um, do you know, I, I said to Dino after the game, I said there was a bit of a long pause before the penalty. Um, and he said that, you know, he's taken a lot of penalties before, but he said he felt pressure going up to that one. But you wouldn't have... You wouldn't expect it by looking at him because he looked calm, um, you know, and slotted away very comfortably. Um, and again, Ryan was crucial. Do you know, Ryan was the link between the defense and and Dino. And I thought he'd done a good job in terms of that holding up and, and bringing other players into the game. And then the last 13 minutes, yeah. You know, I checked the time when we scored and, and Dara had mentioned that there was 12, 13 minutes left. Um, and I was just saying, right, let's keep let's keep a high line, let's keep pressing the ball but by staying compact at the same time because um the chances that they did have were half chances, um, and that only came about us being still brave to keep that high line, to stay compact, to not allow them to, to us to get deeper and deeper, and the likes of Patching and, and Thompson and you know McElhinney to start shooting from from range, which they can do and find the net. So um, now I still we were brave in the last ten minutes with the with the crowd pushing them on, and um, but still very composed and not diving in and giving any free kicks or penalties like you mentioned and stuff like that. So we did limit them to half chances. Um, and again, that's something that we've kind of worked on during the week in, in terms of defending and, and, and where we wanted to force them.
2: And just finally, you mentioned it there earlier, four four games unbeaten now before and after the, the mid-season break. That little wobble you had a little while ago kind of seems like a distant memory. You had the, the two really good wins over Harps and Rovers before the mid-season break. Then that ve- really valuable draw against Bose, and another one last night. So it's go next and the confidence in the group must be good. You'll have the two lads back from suspension. So it's a game you can look forward to.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, football's up and down, but it's about trying to stay in the middle as much as you can um, on a personal and a collective note as well. So, you know, we know that there should be a, a bit of confidence in the room and um, not arrogance, not cockiness, but confidence. Um, you know, Sligo are going to bring a different, completely different game to what Derry brought last night. And um, I think they're playing tonight. So we've obviously got the extra day recovery in ahead of them. And um, it'll, it'll give us the chance to watch them. But they'll bring a different game. You know, we know that ourselves. But like I said, Hopefully next week we can kind of be on the front foot a little bit more with the crowd pushing us on. And, and in terms of, I think we've done that really well this year at home has been a big, big plus for us. So, and um, now there's confidence obviously going into the weekend. We can all be looking forward to next week and, and, and trying and to keep on beating the run going and, and obviously trying to maximise the points in, in terms of getting three points as well.
2: Absolutely. Well, listen, Colin, uh, well done on a, on a good point against Derry the other night. And uh, congratulations once again on the on the qualification. It's brilliant to see the chair you're pushing on on and off the field so we wish you the very best of luck with the, with the career both in football and in accountancy and finance thanks very much
1: LMFM Sunday Sport your sport your station with the McDonald's app you can get your favourite thing delivered to your door so if you were looking for a reason to
0: skip washing those dishes you left in the sink
1: consider this a sign bada ba Right now, get $0 delivery fee with any purchase of $15 or more, only in the app. At Participating McDonald's, minimum purchase excludes tax and service fees. Delivery prices may be higher than in restaurants. Other fees may apply, not valid with any other of offer, discount, or coupon.